All right, you ready? Hey guys, welcome back to Freed Indeed. I'm Katie. And I'm Kara. Kara, are you staying warm over there? I'll be honest with you, Katie. It's a little chilly out here. Um, it's, you know, it's about, I think it's only like 50 degrees right now. It's not, I'm not a fan. Yeah. I woke up in Charleston and it was 27, 27. Mm -mm. And I haven't seen 27 in a while. What is going on, dear Jesus, in the South? Yeah. Honestly, though, no, I, I don't know. It's, it's been like, it was like 80 degrees last weekend and now it's like 20 in the morning and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> also, we never record this podcast during the day when the sun's up and the sun is up right now because of daylight savings time. Oh yeah. I didn't, I forgot that we lost an hour of sleep today. Tragic. Sarah has a beautiful like angelic glow over her in the zoom. You like a little angel with your little beanie because the sun is beaming in. It's so cute. Thank you. You know, just glowing over here. Got an angel <laughs> watching us today on this podcast. We have amen. Tough topics. Don't we Kara? Yes, ma'am. We got some fun <laughs> stuff tonight, people. Oh my goodness. So I talked last time we did an episode on forgiveness, which was very hard to talk about, but also it was very freeing. And I'm so glad we did that and being very vulnerable in this episode, really, we're going to focus more on Kara and her story. So um, yeah, we're going to be vulnerable to so buckle up. Yes, ma'am. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Tonight, well, tonight it's only like six, but we're going to be talking about trauma today. It's going to be very fun. Katie, are you ready? I think I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be, Kara, when I hear the word trauma. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know what? We have a God that helps us with our trauma. So you know what? Mm -hmm. That's the beauty in all this, that God is bigger than our trauma. There you go. Amen. And also just, you know, my journey through healing and just that healing is a messy process. And I just want to emphasize, like, if anybody's listening out there and I don't know what, what your journey looks like, but it, it is not a linear line. Like healing is not linear and whatever it is that you're dealing with, um, it could be depression, anxiety, could be, um, sexual trauma. It could be, I mean, there's a bajillion different things out there, um, going on and, and I just want to speak to your heart, you know, and I want to say that that may look messy and it may be up and down. And that's just a part of that healing process. Yep. If anyone tells you that you're not healing right or, hey, you should be over this by now or blah, blah, blah. That's not, that's really not a very, first of all, it's a very ignorant thing to say. And also um, it's very untrue. Um, healing is not linear, like you said, and everyone processes it differently. There's no yes. right or wrong way. And that's like when, if you have someone going through trauma, a good friend of yours, anyone close to you and yourself, give yourself grace, have grace and mercy. Absolutely. I mean, I just want to say that, you know, we have to stop masking our pain with, with whatever we're doing in life, whether it be for me for a long time, what I would do when I was in pain would be, I would run and be busy all the time. And to be completely honest, like I didn't know I was doing this until probably like three or four years ago. Cause what I would do is I love being around people. I'm very extroverted and I would, but I would use it as a crutch when I was in pain. Like I did, like there was pain that I didn't want to deal with in my own heart mm -hmm. that the Lord wanted to walk me through and to heal me 
of, but I wasn't willing to, I was scared to enter into that yeah. uh, for a long time. And so that kind of begins my journey of learning how to face my pain. And so if anybody's out there, I just want to encourage you, we need to learn how to stop masking with counterfeits and simply to be with Jesus. Because ultimately, as we look at Jesus, um, we began to, uh, we begin to heal and it, it's a process, you know, often enough, but I do want to start with this great verse, um, actually in Psalm 84, six, and the Lord really highlighted this verse to me several years ago. Um, and, and I'm reading, I'm, I'm reading a version that specifically uses a word, the word Baca. Um, so I'm going to read it to you. It says, as they pass through the Valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. And Baca in this sentence actually means weeping in Hebrew. So this is actually, this is David talking to the Lord. He's like, as we walk through the valley, it's like the valley of the shadow of death, the valley of Baca. Baca means weeping. And this is exactly the journey that I began. Let's see, it was probably now, let's see five years ago now. Wow. Oh, I mean, yeah. Wow. In five years since this began and the Lord just took me on this beautiful, messy, excruciating journey um, of healing. And so I kind of wanted to explain what that looked like, but not go necessarily into heavy, heavy detail. But I kind of, I kind of wanted to specify and talk about look, what overcoming looks like in the kingdom of God and what that looks like um, in our lives and what we have access to in Jesus, because we need to know that we have access to healing in Jesus Christ. So Amen. yes, I love it. We have access to healing. We have access to deliverance. We have access to all of these things because of Jesus and the blood of Jesus is more than enough to cover these things. Um, and so I just wanted to preface that. And basically, ultimately for me, my suffering led to my calling and where God has taken me on this journey um, is exactly what we're speaking about today. I mean, this is not for me. This is for other people to listen and be like, hey, Kara was open about her story and she was able to speak to the people that are hurting and they can connect with her because she's walked through some, some ish, you know, and yeah. you could write the guidebook for someone else or a certain this could be a survival guide for someone else, Kara. And I'm so sorry that Ponga just interrupted you. So we'll talk about that <laughs> off camera. Okay. You'll have a discussion with Pongo. Off no, don't worry. There will be some trauma with this dog. Okay. I'm just kidding. No, um, yeah, keep going. <laughs> I do love that you brought up that verse because no one else knows trauma like David mm. and that story. And I'm glad that you read it because I would probably call it Baca. You know how I don't say things right or pronounce things right. So I love that you so eloquently brought that verse to us. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, excuse me. I, I also wanted to read one more. That's been kind of the 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 verse of my entire life up to this point the lord the verse that really helped me in my journey this is found in i love isaiah isaiah 51 great great um great section of the bible isaiah is great in general but this verse is exactly what jesus did for me and in my life and it says for the lord comforts zion he comforts all of her waste places and makes her wilderness like eden her desert like the garden of the lord Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving and the voice of song. 
And so this whole idea about Jesus making our deserts into Eden is exactly what he did in my life. And so this has like been my, my favorite verse for the last five years. Um, so this has been something that I have, I have fully seen in my life and the, the process that the Lord has walked me through. And so I just wanted to start there. And I also wanted to say that healing can happen in a moment. And Jesus is more than capable of healing in a moment. And he does do that a lot of times as well. But sometimes he taught, he teaches us in the messy places and in the processes, um, how to trust in him, how to, how to rely on him with in fullness, because when we hold on to the hem of his garment and we have no other option, that is when we really learn who we are in him and we learn who he is. And so that's kind of, for me, my process of healing was about, a, it was about three and a half to four years in total. And that's a long flipping time. All right. Let me just say, yeah, so it was not to God. It's not exactly, but exactly. that is a long time. Yes. But I want to encourage people because I know that that seems like a long time, but it wasn't like I was, I'll, I'll explain it. We'll get there. We'll get there. But I want to start at the beginning. So for me, I had a really, I had a pretty normal childhood, great parents. They love me. They love the Lord. Um, basically when I, I, I entered into college, I kind of went off the rails a little bit <laughs> in regards to, um, I just, I kind of was, it was the first time in my life that I was kind of free. And, you know, I had, I almost had all these opportunities in front of me to do whatever I wanted to do. Um, Katie, can you relate to that? Or what was your, your I mean, experience? Every freshman walking into a college campus has this experience. This is the first time that you've probably lived away from your parents. You don't have anyone telling you what to do. It's a very tough year. And um, if it makes you feel any better, Kara and I went to the same college and I would never, ever think that you went off the rails and I knew you the first year. Like we, we knew each other, but I always was like, dang, that girl loves the Lord. I love her so much. But I, so if that makes you feel better, I never heard all oh, that girl's off the rails, but it is very true. I mean, I've had years too, where I've, the first year I moved out of Hartsville for the first time and went to South Carolina. I'm like, wow, I don't have my whole family around me to like ask what I'm doing tonight or knowing where I'm at. It's, it's definitely a level of freedom um, that you haven't had before. And most of the time it takes a good year to, you gotta, you go through some stuff, right. And you do some things and you learn like, Hey, this is probably not smart for me to do. So actually there was a, there was a running joke. <laughs> I'm going to be oh, vulnerable here on my it. team. And so my sophomore year of college, right. Uh, I remember the exact day, right. So I ended up getting dumped by a guy. It was, tra it was tragic for me. It was not a fun time. And <laughs> Kara, literally, okay, when I tell you, okay, this is what I mean by going off the rails. I probably took about 16 shots of vodka Ooh. in like a 20 minute period of time. And um, again, we are not endorsing alcoholics. Okay. No, we're not saying this. No. This is my, my, uh, this is my mistakes that I made. And I wanted to say it because there was a running joke of like, you know, how much are you going to drink? between, you know, zero to Kara's sophomore year. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. And um, so I ended up going to the hospital that night. So uh, I had alcohol poisoning. 
Oh my goodness. So that, yep. That was not a vibe for Kara. That was not a vibe. Yep. Um, and we've we learned been there. That. We've all we've been, been there, Kara. And so that's kind of what I mean when I went on, when I say go out, went off the rails, that's kind right. of the, that was the, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Anyway, I say that to say, be careful with that. Cause that's not, you know, yeah. I, you know, be, be a smart person when it comes to, to alcohol and all of that. Anyways, that's not what we're getting at. I don't know where we went, how no. we got there, but you were, that was when you started this, I would say not really a healing journey, journey, but this is a intro integral sorry I can't speak part of your story right that freshman year and um college as a whole I didn't know Kara after college until now I left my so I there's like a three-year period that I'm really Kara me and you it was like a four or five-year period when I met you or at the end of this healing journey so it's so awesome just to see that from like I met you freshman year to really you're on the back end of this so I'm proud of you so yep if that yeah, encourages you so good. the story yeah 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 so Basically, long story short, I basically had a kind of a traumatic situation when I was in my senior year of college. And it's a really long story and it's not very black and white. So it's, it's hard to explain uh, in, the, in the fullness that I want to explain it. But basically, this is about how Jesus healed me. And I don't want to go into all the, the messy details necessarily, but just enough to explain like kind of what was going on. So I basically walked through some, some sexual violation when I was in college and sexual violation is, is there's a lot of different types of that, like sexual, you know, there's just different types of sexual trauma. Um, and so I had experienced some of that actually, um, when I was a senior in college. And so that basically catapulted me into a severe emotional breakdown. Um, and we, I actually studied this and it's quite interesting how, what happens when your brain experiences trauma. And I studied this recently because I was, I was trying to, you know, what happened was very messy. And, you know, again, was not black and white, did not know all the details of it, but basically my brain shut off. And when you're in trauma mode, your, your body basically goes into like a PTSD reptilian brain, which is quite fascinating. I didn't know this. So PTSD, post-traumatic stress, basically the brainstem, the inner part of your brain, that's where the survival instincts are. Okay. So basically your brain begins to shut down mind processes when you experience something really traumatic. So, and I basically had a weird out-of-body experience and it's very messy, again, very messy and very, and I want to be able to do it justice because I don't know all the details. So I'm trying to portray it in the best possible way that I can. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a really traumatic situation. So that in itself is traumatic, right? So, and that was kind of my, basically like my, I, I'm, I've always been a strong believer in like waiting till marriage, like I've been really careful with guys. So it was absolutely devastating uh, for me. So it was a situation that, you know, I battled a lot of shame around it for a long time. And I was, you know, I was at a party. I was, I was, this is like my, when I was drinking, I was in a bad situation. And again, I want to make sure I, I say this the correct way. Um, when I, like anybody that's listening, 
you know, it is not your fault, whatever happened to you, whether you were drinking, whether whatever was going on, I want to make sure this is known that it is not your fault, regardless of the situation, you, you just can't consent to things in these moments and you didn't, it, you cannot. And I want to make sure that I'm saying that Katie, does that make sense? Like, am I saying that oh, the right way? Oh, it complete sense that Pongo's even agree in here. Um, it makes complete sense, Kara. You're not in a position when you're intoxicated to make any decision. I mean, I'm in real estate school right now and they literally a contract is void if someone signs it under the influence of alcohol, right? Because it's not you that's, you don't need to be making decisions, but also you should not be taken advantage of either. either. You know what I mean? Like that's not, it's not anybody's fault and it is someone's fault, but it's not your fault. That's what I'm trying to say. And we in no way, shape or form are saying that you're at fault for that. I mean, it should never happen. It should never happen. And uh, I'm really, Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. And you're using your story for a good thing, my friend. Um, Yeah. We we did talk about like drinking earlier too, but that's another (laughs) thing. Like when you drink, you put yourself in a position. So we don't endorse like anything like that because, you know, these situations you really can't make a decision and it has long lasting effects and I think for you that was just the catalyst probably the uh-huh. straw that broke the camel's back but it's not your fault and if anyone tries right. to say, you should have been drinking that much like that's beside the point I'm already upset enough as it is it's not right right happen yeah and I wanted to say like it was a very strange scenario like the whole thing was there was no like I cannot figure it out and to this day I I don't know if I was drugged. I don't know exactly. There was just weird stuff happening that I, and I don't really know if the guy knew there's just a bunch of stuff that I don't have answers for. And I probably won't know until I get to heaven and ask the Lord about it. Yeah. And, you know, I've learned to be like, okay, Lord, like I walk through this and I trust that you're, that you're faithful to heal. And he, that's exactly what he did. And I wanted to say that, you know, I battled this for a long time. Like as someone who has fought for purity in my own life and I, I, yeah, I wasn't perfect. You know, I screwed up sometimes, but having this kind of encounter completely devastated. Like I just felt like I just completely, um, I basically lost, I couldn't even function as an adult. Like I, it was just a, so, so devastating to my spirit. And it was a very spiritual thing. All of it was very spiritual as well as it was physical. And so that's exact kind of what happened. And so again, not going to go into the details of it because I don't know everything and everything isn't black and white, but it happened and it was traumatic. And that's, that's, you know, it doesn't have to be like, and people, people get confused because they're like, it has to be this, this, and this to, you know, but no trauma is trauma people. Okay. Amen. So it doesn't, it doesn't have to be black and white and, and it doesn't, it affects you regardless. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the thing that was strange about it was I don't believe the person knew what was going on. Like, I don't like the person that, that had violated me. I don't think, unless they were being dishonest, but they, they, I don't believe they knew the situation. I blacked out because I didn't, I was blacking in and out a lot. And I remember like attempting to wake myself up because I thought I was dreaming. I didn't think I was awake. So something was wrong. And that's kind of when I escalated into my severe depression. Um, and that's kind of 
what would the oh yeah like you were saying the straw that broke the camel's back literally was that that traumatic experience because I remember I had some people that I I talked to about it the next day and and they gave me horrible advice like they oh, it was like I remember college students like no no yeah. they are not sound mentally college kids do not have yeah <laughs> yeah and I, I and I was severely upset at this point but I was kind of in shock I was probably in shock for about three days and um basically I I asked them and they're like oh that happens and I was like um no that doesn't happen and so I basically felt more shame on top of my shame with some of the people that I ended up speaking with not everybody but there was just a massive level of shame and the enemy just had a had a field day with me in that area after this situation and so I continue on um basically so this is what happened and when any any kind of trauma happens like your brain just you can't remember details because your survival instincts kind of kick in and you begin to not understand what happened you don't know all the details and that's your body trying to protect you right your brain attempting to protect you um so as I continue on Basically the next, you know, the next several weeks, I was, I was just a mess. I couldn't function as I just, I basically, I, I remember like, I, I called my best friend and I, I told her everything and we were just talking about it for hours and I didn't really know what, what to do. Like I was very confused because again, not a black and white situation. Should I go to the police? Should I not? Should I do this? And so I had all these questions of like, should I report this? Should I? Do? And so at the time I didn't know what to do. And so, and I was really angry. I was really angry at God and I was really mad at, at myself. I was mad at the situation. I mean, there was just, just so much going on at this point. And, you know, it was just a really, really, really scary, shocking situation. So basically after this happened and I mentioned, I kind of fell into this depression. I was, I was, like severe I was crying all the time like I was in a place you guys I was so in such a dark place that you know I was constantly crying like all day every day for the next probably the next year and I'm not even kidding like it was it was probably and I had to like function force myself to get out of bed and function as an adult because I was in college I was playing sports you know I was I was doing all these things and I, I, I didn't have time to deal with this. Like I almost was like trying to shove it off. And, um, you know, I tried my best, but you know, when, when you, when you deal with something like this, you can't shove it off. Like, there's just like, it, it comes to a breaking point where you have to feel what you, what, what's happened. You have to face it. You have to face your fears, face the stuff that's, that's happened. And, and I also started to have severe panic attacks. So after the, the day after this happened, so the next probably six months, I would wake up every single day around five o'clock in the morning in panic, like pure panic. Um, and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I mean, I, I went to doctor after doctor after doctor trying to get on medication to sleep because I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I basically... And I mentioned and just a full on emotional breakdown and I couldn't do anything. And, you know, I, I tried to cover it up as best I could because people would ask me, they're like, what's going on? And I, I, I just didn't, 
I didn't know how to process what had happened. Um, and your body and was you, processing it and manifesting it that way. Right. The anxiety attacks, the panic attacks. Um, yeah, your body was literally rejecting it. Um, and that's what happens when you hold this in and your body, you went through trauma and it's probably traumatic. I wanted to add, I mean, you're on the same college campus. Mm -hmm. Um, you kind of life all around you is back to normal, right? right? You know, you're at a party on a Saturday night, Monday morning, everybody's walking around. It's like the world keeps spinning on and you're like, why this is just crazy. Right. And then even when you have to see the person too, that has hurt you or violated you in some way, that's also very hard too. Yeah. Violation is violation regardless. And right. so it was, a, that's why it was so confusing because you can't put it in a box, you know? So that happened. And then, so I was, I was battling all this confusion of like, what's going on? Like, um, how do I deal with this? You know? And so I basically started going to a counselor at my school and I was just a full blown mess. Okay. So this is my, into my senior year, my last year of college. And I was grieving like all of this stuff that had happened. And I, grieving looks different for different people. For me, I was sobbing all day, every day. And I, I, when I say this, like, I was like crying, crying for my last six months of college, like every day. And so basically how grief was coming out of me, it was like, I was crying and I was having these panic attacks and I was like, and just, and it was very, very demonic and spiritual. It was a very spiritual thing at the time. And I didn't know, I didn't understand. And I was trying to get all the help I could get. Like I was going to counselors, I was getting on medication, like nothing, nothing was helping because ultimately it was two things. It was a spiritual issue and it was also an emotional issue. And so there were two things going on. And um, again, when people experience trauma, they have, they experience trauma differently. And um, I battled around the shame of like, this is not this, or this is not that. And you can't, you shouldn't be feeling these things. And so constantly the enemy was at my throat with this stuff. Okay. So, um, and basically I continue on, I didn't really want to get into all that, but we did. So we're here now. No, um, there's a, there's a, people need to hear that. And there's probably someone that needs to hear that segment and know that, you know, that's, you have every reason to feel violated. Right. I think you gave it justice and you did well, girl. So yeah, continue. You literally were in the Valley of weeping like yeah. Psalms 84, six. And when, when someone violates you sexually, like it's like a whole nother level of like violation because it's physically is obviously really heavy, but like sexually it's, it's just like your innermost parts, your, your, your most, it's just like, it's a whole nother level. So connected emotionally to as women, we all are so that it's just a whole nother level, which is a whole nother podcast we could do, but <laughs> right. Right. But I'm going to continue on. Cause there's, there's a lot of questions there that I don't always know all the answers to, but I continue, I digress. Um, and I'm able to talk about this because the Lord has completely healed this part of me because he's so good. And, um, I just want to make sure that anybody lis listens can is hearing that because, you know, this is not a story of a sad girl that's still sad. No, the Lord has redeemed that he's a healer and he's the restorer. And that's what he does. And that's exactly what he did. And I want to get into that part of the story because that's, that's where the power is my friends in testimony. And so that happened. And I basically, the next year of my life was learning how to fake being happy because I was a miserable and I was severely depressed and I was anxious all the time and I wasn't sleeping. And I, I mentioned all this, but when I say like depressed, like I was, um, 
quote, I, I was severely, and if anybody's been depressed, that's listening to this, like I was battling negative thoughts, constantly battling shame, you know, battling, um, it, it was just, there was so much in me that was just shut, like coming out. And it was just, it was, it was wild. And I would not wish it on my worst enemy because it was, it was so excruciatingly painful, Katie, that I didn't think I was going to make it out of, a, out of it alive. Like, I'll be genuinely honest. Like I was, I was suicidal when I was this severely depressed and, um, and anybody's listening to that. Like, if you've dealt with that, I want to let you know that God is fully able to heal because he's healed that part of me. And so I finished, I almost dropped out of college like multiple times. And I, again, I didn't tell a lot of people this, so people wouldn't just know this. Um, but I almost dropped out of college. I almost went into, you know, a couple, um, clinics for severely depressed people like this is no this was no joke like this was like yeah this was the point of like needing to be hospitalized like I was that severely um and it was more just like I I was so sad Katie like when I there was just all this pain and I didn't know what to do with it and um and anyways I continue on I finished college by literally the grace of God and God was was with me through this I couldn't always feel him but I began to read the whole Bible. I actually read the whole Bible in that year. Um, I would wake myself up. And, and, and I want to encourage anybody listening that you, if you're dealing with something like this, you need to look at Jesus, focus on the Lord, because he, as you focus on him and focus on who you are in him, the healing manifests and it takes time and it's a process, but you know, Jesus is our healer. Right. Yeah. Amen, so, girl. I began to just fill my mind with the word of God and the word of God began to encourage me through this process. And I remember I would call my mom like crying every single day and she would just pray with me and she would, she didn't know how to handle it. I mean, nobody really knew how to handle this kind of like when people are severely and like when they've experienced a lot of trauma and people don't know how to react the right way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah. yeah. Issue that we, that I want to address because I want to change that dynamic. I want that dynamic to be changed in the future generations, you know? Oh yeah. They don't know what to say sometimes because, you know, nothing that you can say to someone is going to make them feel better, but sometimes the best thing you can do is just hold them and pray with them. I mean, my mom, Hey, moms are great. My mom did that with me and I was going through a very dark time in my life and just prayed over me. But also when you feed yourself the word, it's like that light comes in and overtakes that darkness, because if you're not filled with that, it's dark um, and just reading scripture. And, you know, that's powerful. That light takes over and light runs out darkness. Absolutely. That's exactly it. When you have, and I had all of this darkness. And I, so there's also like the spiritual aspect of when, when trauma happens and, um, I know, I think we'll probably do a podcast on this eventually, but like, there's a healing and deliverance aspect of from trauma. There's a lot of spiritual stuff as well involved in that. But I basically, I was being tormented like day and night after the situation. And I was just a mess. And basically I finished college, but I was, I was trying my best to run away from my pain and I couldn't get away. Like I couldn't, like I tried everything. Like I tried, I did all of the, um, I went to all of the counseling sessions. I went to all of the social events. I did everything, but if you don't deal with what's going on spiritually, you know, you're it's, there's a route to that, you know? Amen. Yep. Yep. You need to go. <laughs> deep. I mean, Kara, you, I'm probably getting ahead of you in the story. You literally ran across the world. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So 
I ended up me and my, so I wanted to say my best friend in the whole world. She was the like most grace filled person. Like I would come into her room. Like we, uh, she did study abroad that year. And so I didn't, we didn't live together. So I would just like knock on her door at like five in the morning and just cry with her. And she was just such, and God like strategically placed her in my life, especially in this season. And so I'm just really thankful because I, the Lord really, you know, she just had a certain grace for me for that season. And that's what you need. That's the kind of friends that you need. Um, and, and, and I just want to say she was amazing. And, but I, I finished college and we ended up, so I was, I was obviously in a very dark place and nothing was helping. Okay. So I tried all the things and, um, you know, obviously being in the word was helpful. There was obviously the Lord was doing things that I couldn't see in that season yet. Um, and that's the thing about healing. It's a process. And you need, you know, when you get, when you start to read the Bible and get the word in you, it takes time for that to, you start, when you start to believe truth, you know? And so I went to Sydney, Australia with my best friend and we, and, you know, she was so graceful to the whole thing and so, so sweet and wonderful. And basically I, I often battled with feeling like I was, I was too much. Like I had, there was just all this pain that I didn't know what to do with. And I was just crying a lot. And so I felt this sort of like, I was a burden, you know, and I felt that the enemy would just remind, like, tell me like, you're such a burden. Like no one wants to like, you're just a mess. And so the Lord began kind of walking me through this journey and be like, Hey, that's not true. Actually, like the people that love you are going to walk with you through this. And so also just, I want to break off that lie right now in the name of Jesus over anybody that's listening. You are not a burden. My friends, I want to break that off and break it off, break it off. And I also want to say, so I ended up in Australia, same thing was trying to run away from my pain constantly. And I actually, so the Lord orchestrated this whole thing because it's beautiful. And I basically got invited to this like healing and deliverance night at church. And I didn't really, I wasn't really familiar with this, these terms like deliverance. I was like, that sounds kind of weird. Like not sure what that is. Yeah. Or like, Uh, well, I know deliverance is when, you know, God delivered the Israelites or Moses delivered them out of Egypt. And that's always what I would think of. Like I'm not physically being delivered out of a foreign country. What are you talking about here? Yeah. And so there's also a, like a spiritual, we live in a spiritual world. And I want to preface that there's a spiritual side uh, um, that we don't see, but it's much realer than the physical. And I mean, Jesus talks about um, this a lot. You know, he delivered people from demonic attacks. You know, there's a lot going on. And, and I think we'll do a podcast on that eventually, but it's all biblical. It's all in there. And I walked into this service, Katie, and <laughs> I remember I, I grew up in a Christian home, but not necessarily like spirit filled where like. I didn't really necessarily know if I believed in healing. Like I never saw it happen. So I was like, I don't know if that's real. Right. And so I walked into this service and I kid you not, like, I remember I was just on my knees and I was like, Jesus, like, I don't know what I'm walking into right now, but I'm so desperate for healing. Like I will do anything Mm -hmm. to heal from this. And And I was basically in this, this position of surrender. And, uh, you know, as I surrendered, um, basically I walked through, okay, this is going to sound wild. So I basically (laughs) buckle up boys. This is not, this is no joke. I was on, I started like, okay. So basically the pastor started praying and he just basically started, uh, 
like basically speaking with authority because we have authority in Christ, my friends. And he was like, in the name of Jesus. And he started, he said, every spirit of fear, every spirit of anxiety and depression and all of these things, these, they're spiritual realms, they're spirits. And basically he started speaking and all of a sudden, Katie, like it was, it was like, the, like I basically started um, sobbing, like out of nowhere. Like basically I walked through this two hour deliverance service and I was crying and there was like, you know, when you cry, but like the deepest part of you, it was like all of this stuff was coming up, all this grief was coming off, all of this depression, all this anxiety. And it was almost like this, this blanket was lifted off of me Yeah. in this. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was the most beautiful and calming. And it wasn't this kind of scary thing, you know, it wasn't scary. And, you know, when people talk about this, um, people get a little freaked out. Right. But when I say this, like deliverance and healing is essential for a believer. And that's, this is all biblical people. Mm -hmm. So when you when you're missing the deliverance aspect, there's roots that need to be uprooted. Okay. So in, in, in this, in this, in this season that I was, or this, uh, service was just the beginning. So I was on, I was basically on the floor, like sobbing, shaking, like I was having a full on encounter with, with Jesus, like, and I was, on the floor for two hours, you guys. I didn't even know. It felt like five minutes, Katie. It was like, it felt, and that's what happens when you when you enter into the spirit. It's like two hours feels like two minutes. And it's like, cause time doesn't exist the same, right? So the Lord was basically, as my the pastor was praying over these things, like all these things started lifting off of me. And I began to just um, have this full on deliverance encounter with the Lord. And so it sounds crazy. Uh, I thought it was crazy too, before I had the encounter. <laughs> so <laughs> let me say that this is, this is my testimony. This is who Jesus is. And so I was on the floor, you know, in a, a mess of tears. Like I had never, I've never cried this hard in my entire life. Like I lost my voice. Oh. Like, oh. like I'm not even, this is like some spiritual stuff, my friends. Like this is not something that I could do on my own. So yeah there's a lot more to it, but I'm not going to get into all that. But basically I couldn't get off the floor, Katie. <laughs> like your hips like, and thighs, you know, people like you snap your I fingers, like, bam. And you're like, wait, four hours. I was, I was like, I was, I was like, I couldn't like, it was, it was a beautiful thing though. It wasn't like I was scared, right. but I just felt like the Lord had freed me. How he had set me free from so much mm -hmm. torment. And I remember purged of it too. Like the crying, you're like, my body is literally rejecting everything. And I am purging all of this right now. Yeah, absolutely. And so that kind of began, that was the, so as soon as, so they had to literally pick me up, Katie, and put me in a chair. Cause I couldn't get up. I couldn't get off the floor. And that sounds like it was, after the gym. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most, Katie, it was the most profound encounter I've ever had in my entire life. And yeah. I didn't even know that, that God was tangible. I'll be completely honest. I didn't know that. I didn't know that God was, 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 you know, even able to do something like this. And he reached down and he set me free. And I just want to say that in that time, I, I, I basically, I got up and they tried, they were explaining like what had happened in the process of healing and deliverance. And if you want to look this up, um, I highly recommend reading your Bible because it's all in there, my friends. Yeah. Um, and people will try to fact check me and be like that. No, that's a hundred percent, you know, deliverance and healing is for believers. There's certain things that happen in our lives, you know, that we need healing from people. Mm -hmm. And basically, so that start that catapulted my journey into healing. So I got up that day, I went home and I was like, something's different. 
Like I don't feel the same as I walked in. Right. Wow. And almost, yeah. Like I had a blanket literally lifted off of me. And so, and it felt that like, it felt that way in the physical, right? Like, like spiritually, like I'm not, I don't have this weight on me. So basically that catapulted me into like one encounter with the Holy spirit, with Jesus basically encountered and changed my entire life. Okay. So after that moment, I probably walked through another six months of inner healing. So say, say, like, I was just constantly being prayed for the Lord was constantly speaking to my heart. And I've had a couple other cool encounters with, with, with different things and with the Lord. And like, he, he, he was just the way he did it was so beautiful and so profound. And I could go into that all day. And we, we may, we may need to have another like podcast on that because like the Holy spirit is here to like comfort us and to and the, the Lord is, is passionate about our healing is passionate about setting us free from things. And so basically I had this radical encounter with Jesus, right? So radical, radical, crazy stuff that you only, you don't really hear about anymore. Right. And right. Yep. I then began to ha have a whole new perspective of like, what was that? What, what just happened? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, um, what <laughs> can someone explain like what happened, where I'm at? Like, and so I began to, the Lord began to speak to me about, um, all of this. And like, he basically taught me like, this is for the believer. This is now, this is not just for the people in the Bible. This is like healing. And this is for, this is, excuse me, this is for the believer. Like God, God still does miracles. He still sets people free. And that, and that is, unfortunately the church does, most churches don't always teach that these days. And it's, it's devastating. And I, you know, I just want to say that a lot of churches are scared to step into this territory. And, you know, I think it's about time we stand up and preach truth and, you know, because people need to be set free. People need to be healed and people, and me, I was in such a desperate position. Like I had, like, I needed this, you know what I mean? And so the yeah. Lord met me in Sydney, Australia. Right. And, and it did a radical work in my heart. And he basically completely healed all of the mess. Right. And, and basically the next, you know, as, as I was leaving Australia. Okay. So actually before, I'll, before I get there, I want to say that funny enough, after I walked through all this, okay. So this was after I walked through the healing and deliverance aspect, there was still parts of me that needed to renew my mind. There were still parts of me that had these lies that I believed about myself and about God and about all of these things. And so there was still a, like, there's a healing deliverance aspect and there's also a renewing the mind aspect, right? So yeah. learning how to walk in truth was another, you know, a couple year journey after that. But after I left Katie, like the Lord had completely set me free. Like I, do I do not to this day deal with depression, anxiety, fear, like none of that affects me because of who God is. And he showed me who he is. He showed up. And I just want to say, <laughs> I'm clapping for you. That's, I mean, that's just, I mean, amazing. That's where we get the title freed indeed people. That's because, because who the sun sets free is freed indeed. All right. And I want to say, that's exactly why I chose that title because that is what one encounter with God. And again, there's a lot of like, I'm going to write a book one day, Katie, the Lord's been highlighting for years for me to write a book. I'm going to explain more of this, but basically this whole situation 
the Lord walked me through was I, I began to learn that, you know, this is not just about me, right? This mm-hmm. is about other people. And, and the Lord began to speak through other people mm-hmm. about what my calling is and my purpose is. And so, you know, when I, I don't believe that God, you know, causes bad things to happen. And I want to make sure that that's preface, but I do believe that sometimes, you know, we live in a fallen world and things are going to happen, you know, um, because yeah. of humanity, because of fallen humanity. Yep. But the good news is that God uses everything for our, for the, for the good of those who love him. Okay. So yes, even the, the excruciating parts. And, and so I remember walking this out, Katie, and I mean, it was, excru- I mean, even like, as I began to walk out the healing, like the Lord just showed up in so many ways. Like he began to speak so clearly through other people. And like, it was just bizarre. It was just so God, because I remember I have a couple of stories and I'm, I might just go on forever. Basically I walked into a church service and this man, he was like a, a prophetic guy. And he basically like, there were like 150 people there. And I, he, he was like, I feel like the Lord is speaking to you like regarding this overflow season in your life. And yeah. I was like, I don't know what an overflow is. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> and so I start it basically what an overflow is to have, to have more than enough to be bursting out with new wine or double for your trouble. Right. And it almost this overflow experience in the next year of my life. And this was, this was right around the time that I walked in and got like healing and deliverance. And basically it's crazy how the Lord works because that next year, literally I began to, the Lord got all the junk out. Right. And then he began to flow all of his goodness and all of his kindness and all of his mercy. And I just, it was almost like I began to, there was so much in me that it just flooded out into, um, into overflow. So basically a year, a year or so later, I look back and I'm like, that's exactly what happened. And so it's just, it was profound because I, again, I didn't know this guy. I was, you know, Joe Buck too. I don't know. What do they say? Joe Schmo to him, right? He doesn't know me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this guy doesn't know me, but the Holy Spirit spoke Sorry, that him. was the best. That was the best. Joe Buck too. <laughs> <laughs> but the Holy Spirit spoke through him and he said, yeah. You right there, girl with the hat on. I had a hat on. I remember that. Girl with and the beanie on in the back. With the beanie on. And I was, you know, I was still a mess before that, you know, this was before everything. And basically, yeah. he spoke that life over me. And the Holy Spirit began to show me, you know, I look back and I'm like, That's exactly what had happened. Right. And the Lord just, the Lord began speaking into my destiny, Katie. Like he began to, people just began to come up to me randomly and just be like, Hey, this is what the Lord is saying. Like, this is what I feel like the Lord's saying for you. Or, you know, I would just meet people randomly, like out of nowhere. And they would just prophesy over my life. And and then I remember like, there was a lot of words about, you know, what the Lord was doing in my heart. And and I remember I had a prophetic word that, that a man, I, I write all, I write everything down. And I, I remember he said to me, you know, basically everything that you walk through was not about you, but it's about the people that are going to be impacted by your story. There you and go. it's like you, your story is going to set people free. This is about them. Right. And so basically the Lord had confirmed that this is my destiny. Like this is what, where the, the Lord allows us to walk through things because ultimately we, he's going to use it to, to, to heal other people. Right. And so think about any situation. I mean, 
anything you've walked through, you have a story. You have, you have something that you can say that speaks to people. And, you know, basically he healed my heart and now the Lord is going to use me to heal other people's hearts and set other people free. And that's, and so I'm super passionate about inner healing because of what the Lord has done in my heart. And so basically I got a back-to-back prophetic word. Okay. This random person in Australia. Okay. Katie, a random person in America, almost the the verbatim prophetic word. Basically this guy was like, this guy was like, you know, basically he said that all had happened. He, he said that you are going to be a rescuer of souls. What happened to you was not for yourself, but to impact generations of people to set people free. And so the Lord began to really just like, um, fill me with my identity of like, this is who Jesus says that you are. This is not, this is who you are. And often when we receive a prophetic word or prophetic insight, it doesn't happen straight away. You know, it takes time for that to, to, to manifest. And so basically this had catapult like, and, and so now like looking back, the whole reason we're doing this podcast is because of this encounter, because of this healing journey, because of what the Lord had done in my heart. And so, you know, I, I think that it's just it's such a powerful, powerful reminder to see what the Lord has done. And, and I just want to say today, like it, it sometimes is a process. And I want to let people know that if you're walking through that, continue to seek the Lord because he will lead you to the right places, you know, the right people, everything because he's just so kind and he's so good. Um, and you know, who would have thought, who am I that the Lord would bring me to a random church service in Sydney, Australia. Right. And, and just have a radical encounter with him. Right. Like who, like he's just that good, you know, you can't Um, outrun him. I mean, you literally went across the world and Jesus still found you and, you know, used you. Also, you mentioned earlier that you know, healing sometimes is not like a one-time thing, like bam, yeah. oh, I'm healed. Sometimes the God will use the story. Like you, your story was a little drawn out as far as I'm talking about, like yeah. the, the years that it took. Mm-hmm. God didn't do that like three or two months after you were really sent into this depression. But right. what would your story be if it if this had not happened? Yeah, it literally was an entire year. Yeah. Uh, before before I even like began to really you know receive like and, and I believe the Lord was doing healing in that whole process but I couldn't see it you know it was there it just I yeah. couldn't see the manifestation of it until later right. yep and, and you just don't know how God's going to use the story I mean it's clear and obviously the prophetic words and stuff that you've gotten but your story is very powerful which thank you again for sharing because that is this is amazing and my jaw has been on the floor half the time but your story can help someone else. And if you didn't go through that, the other person wouldn't, that person may not, you know, be saved too. Right. So it's, there's always a purpose to it. And God's always there. We might not can see him and our, our human minds can't comprehend it. Yeah. Like your body couldn't comprehend when you like had the spiritual encounter. It's like, literally your body was like, I'm out. Like I don't know what's going on. And I just want to say that like, when like, basically when you suffer deeply, when you have a deep suffering, um, and you have a radical encounter with Jesus, like you cannot stay the same. You can't, you cannot like not talk about it because, uh, I mean the Lord constantly, like, it's just, it it was just so beautiful to look back on the journey and, 
and see that it was messy and it was horrible and it was painful, but it also was beautiful in a way. Like it was, I was learning how to trust in Jesus when I didn't see any reason to trust him. Like I was so angry with him for a long time about the situation. And I was like, how could you let this happen? Like, you know, that this and this and this, and I was so angry and I was so mad. And I remember just screaming and yelling and just like cursing. And I was just, I was, I was, I did, I said all the things I was so angry, all the things like, and sometimes you need to be real with God. Like you need to be like, F this bro. Like I am not in a good place right now. I'm upset. And so, and Jesus, and God knows, he knows that I just want to encourage you, like be real with God, like whatever's going on be real with him. And, you know, cause he can handle it. Okay. He's the creator of the universe. Okay. He can handle the stuff that we're walking through and he's more than able to do that. And, you know, when, and, you know, basically this whole situation, like I get so fired up when I talk about it because this is what I was, this is what, what my purpose is. Like I'm now, yeah, I'm now able to speak into an area that I could not speak into prior. And you have to look at it like that because we're going to suffer in this world and there's going to be suffering, but Jesus uses that uh, ultimately for our good. And we have to remember that everything the enemy has tried to use for evil, he tried to destroy me. What he tried to use to completely destroy me, God has used to set other people free. Right. And And so that's, that's what this is. And so we, we have to know that God, God ultimately knows everything, right? So whatever the enemy has tried to do in your own life, I don't know what that looks like. Could be, you know, a divorce or it could be, you know, abuse in some sort, or it could be, you know, there's a million different. Yeah. There's a lot that could be, yeah, there's a lot that it could be for someone. I just want to encourage the people out there to, to hang on to Jesus for dear life. My friends, I don't know what situation it is, but I was so desperate and I just kept holding on to Jesus because that's ultimately as we continue to trust him. And I, I I remember, I look back now and if I walk through something now, I have a deeper, like the Lord literally dug roots into me of like, this was the journey that you walk through. And now you have this trust in me that you didn't have before you know? Yep. yep. And so as we, as we learn to trust Jesus, as we learn to walk through the messy and painful stuff and know that he's there and know that he's faithful to set us free from those things. And as we, we look back, we're like, wow, Jesus, you did that. That was you. That was not me. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and we have to look back and be like, Hey, I don't now looking back after I've had this encounter and this experience, I don't, like now it's a, like even a little bit easier to walk through something hard because I can look back and remember what he's done for me, you know? And because it's, it's like, that's how you grow faith with the Lord. You walk through hard things. He brings you out of it. And then you have a deeper revelation of who he is, you know, and who the father is. Right. And so this, this entire journey is about identity and about who God is and that God is tangibly interested in our lives. And he is tangibly interested in setting us free from the things that we struggle with. So I hope this encourages somebody because, you know, I just want to let you know, if you're battling depression, like I've been there, like I've been severely depressed and it is a scary and horrifying experience. And I, or if you've been abused or if you've been, if you've had any kind of experience, like 
God is good. Okay. I want to let you know that God is good. And he's faithful to set yes, us free. Yes, he is. I just want to remind you that it says in the Bible, it, you know, it talks about how I didn't really plan on talking about this, but there's a verse that talks about how we will never be tested beyond what we can bear. Mm-hmm. And that verse I held on for dear life during the, excuse me, during this time, because I didn't think I was going to be able to make it Katie. Like I was, I was like, holding on for dear life at this point and so it was it's like I just kept reminding like myself this is what the word says and I just began to speak the word over my life and I had this little journal of um I had like a little tiny booklet and I just wrote a bunch of verses in about healing and I just declared those things out and I just spoke truth and I would do that every day and I would speak and I just if you're walking in a season like this I want to encourage you that, you know, God, as we continue to, to believe truth and speak truth, it begins to manifest and it begins to, and like, we just have to speak the word of God out. And so that's what I really did in that season when it was so hard to like function. I just began to speak the word of the word of God about, you know, what he's done and who he is and that he is more than enough. Yeah, I am just, you just, I'm always in awe of you, my friend, your story is powerful and it changed my life. So if you, I mean, you've already changed my life. So thank you so much for that. And I really know without a shadow of a doubt, it will help somebody else. And we love you, girl. That was amazing. Seriously. Hey, I mean, I want to also say that, you know, when we, you know, Jesus suffered severely and he also, when we engage with his suffering and we will suffer in this world because it's fallen and it's, you know, it, it is an imperfect world, but we will also we suffer with Christ. We also triumph with Christ. Yep. And we have to remember that that is a pro like we often through the suffering is where we grow the most, you know, and where we learn to depend on who he is and our identity in him. And so if you're suffering now, whatever it may be, like I completely understand and I've been there, but there is purpose in your pain. There is purpose in what you're walking through. And I just want to encourage you to seek the Lord um, on it. And what, what is like asking him, like, what's, what is the purpose in this? You know, what are you trying to, what are we, what are we learning in this? You know? And so, and he, he really, he takes those who he cherishes into the deep and who in in the deep, as in, you know, the places that are difficult, sometimes we need to walk through that, you know, because for ultimate, like for whatever God and God uses all of it, you know, he does. And so I just want to say that there's a lot there. And I feel like I talked for like two hours, but, um, it's, you have an incredible story, but honestly, we could talk forever about God and what he's done. So that's why we have a podcast. We have to break it up every week, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. But no, it's, that's wonderful. I think we should also include in the show notes, um, different resources, like for sexual yeah. assault, um, good Bible verses, you know, healing and deliverance. The when I say good Bible yeah. verses, Bible verses about healing, obviously, and like um, walking through that. So we'll definitely include that. Um, there's a lot more to come with this podcast and your story too. I feel like you know there'll be we can share some more too of like instances when you literally saw the Holy Spirit working. Yeah. In your life, um, but yeah, Kara, you crushed it, girl. Love you, and I'm so excited to to be friends with you. And you've changed me, girl. So your story's changed me seriously. I mean, I, I, um, I think also like what, like, I also think this, this kind of 
brings together this idea of forgiveness too. Like, I think that to add that, that that was what we talked about last week, but the Lord had to teach me how to forgive myself for, for shaming myself Mm -hmm. um, because I did that for a long time and to learn how to forgive God because I was angry with God and forgive this person and forgive, you know, these people that, that reacted the wrong way. And the Lord just like took me through this journey of forgiveness and learning how to see truth in that. And that's, you know, probably another story for another day, but forgiveness was essential in the healing and deliverance process. Like I had to forgive myself because I I was really mad at myself. I was really angry. Yeah. And I, I was just self-sabotaging constantly. And it was just like, there was just so much going on to be completely honest. And it was just, I didn't know how to handle it. And no one really prepares you to handle this kind of stuff, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And um, when you deal with something really hard, there's not enough resources. And so I definitely want to, it's important to give resources for people. And, you know, I want to be able to have someone that can relate to this story because it's important. And it's also, there's a certain level of like, when you walk through something, the Lord gives you authority over that because you've walked through that. And the Lord has literally taken your hand and walked you through that journey. And so, yeah, there's a lot there, but forgiveness was essential. And I hope that someone listens to this and you feel encouraged and you feel that, you know, if she got out of this, I can get out of this because absolutely, you know, it talks about how the Lord is no respecter of persons, which means that he doesn't do one thing for one person and not the other. So what I said, amen, girl. Yeah. And so just, just remember that. And, you know, again, like we, we want to, you know, help as many people as we can. And we, I just want to encourage you. And that's ultimately what we're doing. We're being vulnerable. And I was really nervous. I was, my heart was pounding out of my chest to tell this Uh, today. So good though. You did so good. Um, and I don't, I, I, um, I hope that it encouraged because that's ultimately, you know, it's, it's to bring the darkness into the light because that's when healing happens. That's when freedom happens. And, you know, so I I just hope somebody hears it and and we love you guys. And we're, we're thankful for whoever listens to this. And, I just wanted to share a little bit of my testimony or well, a lot of it. And, you know, just know that, you know, God is, God is intimately aware and he's intimately, he cares. He really does care and he loves you. And he's like, he's completely aware of everything. And he is faithful through the process. He's faithful through the mess. And I didn't always see him. I didn't always feel him, but he was there. And yeah. I just, I want to remind somebody of that, that he's always with us. And you are freed indeed, my friend. Yes. Who the sun sets free is freed indeed, my friends. And Amen, girl. We love you. We love you. And, you know, we are free indeed. And you have a great rest of your day. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.